Season 5, Episode 7, The Seder. So who are these neighbors? We've never really seen them before, and I don't think we ever see them again. Well, I think Larry's in a new house this episode, isn't he? I don't think he's in a new house. I think you're crazy. No, I'm pretty sure he was in a rental, like, the beginning of the season, because he said it a few times, and now he's in a new house. Now, this is the same foyer that Cheryl confronts him in a few t- a few episodes ago, when is Larry it? thinks they're leaving. She's leaving. The bathroom is by the front oh, door. It's the same exact right. house. You're crazy. Yes, yes. All right, so no Ethel Mac before. They're just the nosy Jewish neighbors from across the street who complain about everything. So I think it's great that Larry and Jeff both know this conservative hand signal. They both know uh, it. Off the yeah, is that, is that a thing outside of this episode? No, not at all. <laughs> like the wavy back and forth, eh, I don't know about him, means conservative? I never knew that. No. And what about the rule of 77? Is that a real thing? No, no. <laughs> Every 77 years is a great president? No, there are so many great presidents. There are more than four great presidents. <laughs> well, if there were four, is George W. the fourth anyway? Larry brings up one of them, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to discount everything that guy said. That, this guy's yeah he is actually uh he's an ultimate curb paradox believe it or not is he len dunkel is his name and he plays do you want to know or can you guess uh, if i thought long enough about it i actually <laughs> could get it because i know the actor he's in a uh, memento he plays tor from the heart attack who tor t-o-r oh is he he's the healer guy right he is tor the healer from the he heart is the attack. healer we're, yeah, where George goes to some, like, herbal healer for, like, 20 bucks instead of a hospital, because Kramer tells him to. Ultimate Curve Paradox. Interesting. God, there's too many of those now to keep track of. So, anyway, Larry meets uh, Rob Corddry, the bald, the bald sex offender. The bald sex offender. Um, it's bad for the bald community that the guy's bald, I guess. It gives him all a bad name. Uh, and this is, like, the first time I think Larry's ever happy that someone's talking about Seinfeld. Like, Larry seems really excited that this guy likes Seinfeld. He seems way too excited to engage with this stranger that he knows he probably shouldn't even engage with. Yeah, you think he, he recognized him right away, right? That's pretty clear. Yeah, he's he's very, very glad that the guy likes the puffy shirt. He says that's one of my favorite shows. Well, I think, uh, yeah, if, that might have been, like, Larry's favorite episode or something. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's It's very strange, especially uh, for Larry. You know, I actually think in uh, season two, episode eight, Shaq, when like there's a montage of Larry and Shaq playing Scrabble and watching Seinfelds, mm-hmm. I think one of the episodes they show is the puppy shirt. Hmm. I know Larry has said that his favorite episode of Seinfeld was the contest. Actually, maybe I knew that. Um, but the I know he's actually, might be up there. He's too. a big fan of the finale too. Is he? Yeah, he always defends the finale, and everyone else hates the finale. But does he think it's one of the best episodes, or he's just probably not one of the best? But he defends it. They bring it up in season seven a few times. Uh, Okay, so anyway, he's with Rob Corddry. Larry's in an SUV now, which I guess happened a few episodes ago, but still is just displacing every time he's not not in a Prius. He should be in a Prius. He's always in a Prius. And then then Larry uh, invites him to the Passover Seder because, according to Larry, you have to invite all the Jews that don't have a place to go. Is that a rule? It's not a rule for me. Um, I don't invite anyone, Jews or non-Jews or people that do or don't have places to go. Although this guy, Larry, actually doesn't really want to invite, you can tell. It's Ethel and Mac who Larry uses that excuse on with Cheryl. It's true. But Larry has ulterior motives there. Uh, He does. And he wants to find out who's stealing his newspaper when... Why doesn't he just wake up, like, early and 
watch to see if someone takes a newspaper. Why isn't that a better solution? You raise a fair point here. That is a fantastic solution to this or, problem. Or even put a camera outside his house or something. Like You'd actually think he would probably have security cameras. All the rich people in L.A. do. Or give Ethel a camera. Yeah, here, Ethel, just take a picture of that guy for me. There's a lot of ways he could go around about doing this better, I think. He does a very Larry David job of trying to figure out, or not even figuring it out, just accusing someone of, of doing it. Correct. I really so then, like backing up two seconds when Larry is convincing um, Cheryl that it's okay that he's letting the sex offender come. He yells at Cheryl, Cheryl, what would Jesus do? <laughs> I, I actually, I love that line too. I wrote that down. What would Jesus do? What Cheryl? would Jesus do? He's a Jew. And of course, Larry like gets her to say yes to the friend. And as he's walking away from her upstairs, says, oh, by the way, he's that sex offender. <laughs> so, he brings... He's yeah. holding one of the food bags as he's going upstairs. Oh, is he? Yeah, it's really strange. I, I like, like, he's just taking a bag of groceries upstairs? Just taking a bag of groceries upstairs. Did not notice that one at all. One of the three. Does, that does not add up. So then the Seder starts, and from this point on, the whole episode at the Seder, I don't think Curb's ever done anything like that before. No, it's about as close to a bottle episode as we do get in Curb. Yeah, I timed it, and it's a good two-thirds of the episode uh, is, is all just a satyr. Then a lot happens as a satyr. But uh, well, maybe my I, favorite thing is the whole montage of waking Ethel after she okay. faints when she sees presumably the sex offender. Yeah, what, well, what's your favorite of Larry's motions to wake her? Oh, definitely the bongos. Right. Why does the Davids have bongos in their bedroom or anywhere in their house? I wouldn't peg Larry as someone who likes bongos. but and Those aren't know. even like... The lap, like the small bongos you hold on your lap, those are like the full-size real bongos. Those are like professional bongos. Yeah. There's no... You don't have bongos. Larry would hate having bongos. Larry... I'm sure Larry hates the drums. The drums have to be Larry's least favorite instrument. Uh, That's a good question, actually. Uh, They they might be, though. I I like the tickling, actually. I think that was, was probably my favorite. Waving a frond, also a good thing to do. Yeah, and, and then jumping up and down on top of her. I mean, Larry's great suggestions, and none of them wake her up, which seems like she's... I mean, obviously, she would wake up from these. She's just, like, fainted, I think, right? Don't you just pour pour water on a fainted person? Isn't that uh, a thing? I, I don't know. What, what would Jesus do, I guess? <laughs> so I really like uh, later in the episode when uh, the sex offender tells Larry what what actually happened with the Afikomen. It's, it's the best part of the episode. Uh, and Larry's reaction is just so grave and severe and serious. He goes, oh my god. Like, like this is like a, a threat level, like midnight is happening or something. And it, no, this is a dollar Afikomen that the father told the kid where it is, which happens in every Passover Seder across the country. It's like some major government conspiracy has been uncovered. And then Larry's answer, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of this from here. Nothing needs to be taken care of. You can just give the kid his one dollar. No, it's it's the principle of the thing, and also the fact that the guy's a Republican. Uh, that comes into play also, and Larry's very happy to not to be able to call him out on this and not give the kid a dollar. He's really happy Rob Cordry tipped him off here. He's very happy. Rob Cordry is a good friend of his now, which we never meet again, unfortunately. We, we never meet Rick. What's the last name? Rick something? It's Rick, right? I think it's Rick. Yeah, we never meet Rick again. Um I'm guessing when Sammy's choking and he offers to give mouth to mouth, that's possibly the final straw in his relationship to the satyr. What what an awkward little moment. It always makes me cringe. 
it, it's it's a curb cringe moment. It's me. Yeah. It's maybe the first time I've like really cringed this entire season. Especially though, because you don't give mouth to mouth for someone choking. That's the opposite of what you do. You want to force the stuff out with the Heimlich maneuver, not push air in. No, air can't get in. You're choking. Correct. <laughs> um, so that that part's wrong anyway. Unfortunately, the doctor left right before. I guess he could have done it. But I did really like when Larry walks the doctor out. He's like very sinister. He's like, yes, 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 doctor. I'm sure you have to go. And he's obviously doesn't believe him. It really reminded me of his like Max, Bia- his whole Max Bialystock persona from hmm. uh, the producers. Yeah, I can see that. That's, that's the only thing I thought of that scene. But it's just Larry like acting very sinister like that. So then we have the last scene of the episode with the newspaper. Man. Larry picks it up and the doctor was actually paged, even though it made it seem to be it was fake. So what are we supposed to take out of this? That's what I don't know. Like, are we supposed to think the doctor was stealing his newspaper? Or, uh, well, that's been refuted. That's been refuted by the article. He's acting all nervous. He was he was being yeah. accused of leaving. On, yeah, so, on a fake conspiracy, and he actually had to leave. So, I don't know what to think about this. One of those great mysteries of Curb. No, probably just some other guy was stealing his newspaper before, and now he isn't anymore. Weird episode. Weird episode. It's definitely forgettable in as far as season five goes. I think it's nothing stays with you that much in it. Thank <laughs> you.